Welcome to Christmas Eve at First Church. We're delighted that uh, you've chosen to uh, join us. And if you are, uh, I was thinking back to, uh, to probably a classic Christmas carol that most of us know, uh, O Holy Night. And in that, in that classic Christmas carol, there's a line that says, a thrill of hope, a weary world. And then it talks about this weary world. And I know that all of us uh, at times feel, feel that, uh, sense that weary world that we're in. And uh, at this Christmas Eve service, we're going to talk about the thrill that we find in the hope uh, of our Savior that's come. Uh, if you're with us for the very first time, or maybe you've joined us a few times, and you've uh, not quite yet been ready to let us know a little bit about yourself, but you are now, we would love to connect with you. You can do that um, either on our, uh, probably best, easiest on our website, myfirstchurch.com, and there's a, just look for the uh, I'm New Here tab. And just uh, connect with us. We'd love to love to know a little bit more about you. We'd also invite you to come back. Come to a weekend service. Uh, we've got, got some good things coming up in the new year, whether it's uh, weekend services at any of our campuses or got some great classes that are getting started. Got stuff for kids and youth and even old white-haired people like me. So we'd, uh, we'd love to have you come back So and join us uh, in the new year. Uh, also, would just make you aware, this year we're really excited about our, our Christmas offering. Uh, it's been a tradition at First Church for years, decades, to take up a Christmas offering. And that those dollars are going to stay local this year. So, uh, And then in addition to that Christmas offering, uh, you might have some year-end giving that you would like to do, which is always helpful for us as we uh, finish up the new year, or the, this year. If you'd like to give that, you can go again online, go to Get in the Game, and there's a giving tab. You can drop those uh, tithes offerings, the Christmas offering, off uh, to the church building as well at the St. Joe campus down by the sanctuary entrance. Uh, or you can mail it in. Just make sure if you need that to be in this year's giving that you postmark it by uh, December the 31st. Um, and then as we as we think about this service and all that it all that it represents we want to make sure that uh, you are are ready to experience all of it so uh, get your candles ready because at the end of our time uh, today uh, we're going to have a candle a special candle lighting uh, time and so you might want to uh, go and grab grab those candles now so what we're going to do over the next few minutes we're going to experience together the thrill of hope and so, Father God, I pray that you would be with us. We give this time to you. We pray, Father, that you would help us as we think about your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that we would be able, uh, as we're, whether it's on the radio or we're listening online, uh, God, we, we just pray that you would be with us as we celebrate the thrill of hope that we find in Jesus Christ. Encourage us, help us, Father, to celebrate the birth of our Savior, your Son. We love you. Be in this time we have, and we pray in Christ's name. Sing together, church. Breaking through the silence with glory in the highest, the hope of all creation, resting in his mother's arms. A song on the horizon, ringing through the heavens. Long-awaited Savior has come to get the captives free. Come to set the captives free. Come to set us free.
you're searching as if you need healing he's where you find it lay down your burdens and breathe in forgiveness if you need freedom yeah he's where you find it
Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that we are constantly in your presence. Lord, that we, that we have the honor of having this relationship with you. Lord, we are so grateful that no matter what comes our way, no matter what our life is doing, no matter what people around us are saying to us, no matter what people are speaking into us, that the only words that matter are the words that come from you. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you just keep us undistracted, that in this moment, no matter if kids are playing, or if there's craziness, or if there's family yelling, because sometimes family can be like that around this time of year. Lord, I just pray that your voice is so strong and that you meet every single person in the way that they need. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello everyone, my name is Jaime Cervantes and I am the pastor at the First Church in Benton Heights campus and it's a privilege to be with all of you on this Christmas Eve. So friends, over the past month we have been in our Christmas series which is titled, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And as scripture teaches, the name Emmanuel means God with us. So when we sing or when we say the words, O come, O come, Emmanuel, what it does is it conveys anticipation. It, it conveys an invitation and it highlights the excitement we feel as we await the birth of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. This past week, we talked about God being with us in our hardships. Well, today we're going to talk about God with us in our hope. We'll talk about the hope that Emmanuel brings and the hope ultimately that we have in Christ. Hope. The word itself, the concept of hope, is so often misunderstood. A lot of times we say hope when what we really mean is wish. We mistakenly interchange the two. I'll give you an example. We say things like, I hope it stops snowing. What we really are saying is, I wish it would stop snowing. But friends, hope is so much bigger than random chance or just wishful thinking. Hope is an expectation. Hope is a strong expression of faith. It is faith that something can and that something will happen. It's interesting, uh, research overwhelmingly shows that humans, that people need hope. Our spiritual, emotional, mental, and even physical health correlate strongly with hope. We're wired that way. God made us this way. We need hope. But there's another thing to consider regarding hope, and it's this, and I want you to listen carefully. Even if you and I have hope, if it is placed in something or in someone that can be taken from us, then our hope is misplaced. In other words, where our hope lies, where we place our hope matters. And that's what Christmas is all about. That in a world of hopelessness and in a world of misplaced hope, Jesus came to give us hope and to be our hope. Our scripture today is found in the Gospel of Luke, beginning, it's in chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. And the Word of God says as follows. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel of the Lord said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord." And this will be a sign for you. You will find the, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Amen. What we just read here, what we see here, is the announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ. And who makes the announcement? An angel of the Lord. Amazing. 
But more important than that is who the announcement is made to. And it's not to some king in a palace. It's not to Caesar sitting in Rome. It's not to the high priest who's in the temple or any person of power, position, or prestige. But rather, the announcement came to a band of shepherds who were far away out in the fields. And friends, that fact alone should give us hope, and I'll explain why. Look, most of us have probably never actually met a shepherd in our lifetime. To most of us, a shepherd is just a person who takes care of sheep, right? And no big deal. But friends, there's so much more to these men that we need to understand. Look, if we were to read this story in the time that it was written, if you and I were to read this story when it was written, if, if we had the cultural understanding that the people of that time had, the fact that these men were shepherds would be shocking to us. You see, shepherds were not just ordinary people of low means and low socioeconomic status. No, shepherds were social outcasts. They, they were marginalized and even despised. They, they had an occupation that was looked down upon, that was viewed as demeaning. In other words, no one in that culture aspired to be a shepherd. You didn't aim for it. You kind of just fell into it. You sort of ended up there. And shepherds also, another fact is that shepherds worked day and night. Um, it, and the evidence is there. The angel came to them by night. They worked day and night, 24-7, Sunday to Saturday. And that was a problem because as a result of that, they could not keep the Sabbath. They could not keep Shabbat. And because of this, they were considered to be ceremonially unclean. And as such, they were not permitted in the temple. That means they could not offer sacrifices to atone for their sins, and they could not participate in religious life. Now, the irony here is that they took care of the very sheep that were used for such sacrifices, but could not offer or make any on their own behalf. So religious leaders of that time classified them as sinners. They actually had a category for them. They were seen in the same light as tax collectors and maybe just a little bit above a leper. They were outcasts through and through, both social and religious. Shepherds were your stereotypical sinner. And it sort of changes your perception of them, doesn't it? In that period, the word shepherd was synonymous with the word sinner. And church, that is exactly who Jesus came to save and who Jesus came to give hope to, sinners. You see, the shepherds are not in this story by accident. God did not place them in the story because he thought they would make nice nativity figures. That's not why. They're not in the story by accident. This is very much intentional. God was making a statement. And the statement is this, there's hope for broken people. The shepherds were chosen to show that Jesus Christ, the Savior, did indeed come for sinners, for those far from God, and that is good news for everyone. This good news is for all people. And friends, when I say all people, I mean all people. That includes you and it includes me. And it says so in the text. In verse 10, the angel says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The gospel of great joy that brings and gives us great hope, church, is for everyone. It is inclusive. It reaches out to all people, to the furthest margins of society. It is a broad and beautiful invitation. But it is also very much a personal invitation as well. We see it in verse 11 where the angel says these two words, Unto you. That's unto you, sister, unto you, brother, unto you this day. And it's not someday or one day, but this day, today, hope has come. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So if Jesus did indeed come to bring hope to sinners and the gospel, this, this good news is indeed for all people then the implication is that we are all sinners 
in need of salvation. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 famously says this, for all have sinned. There's that word again, all. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Do you know what that means? Church, it means that all of us have messed up. And it means that all of us as a result have, have a broken or fractured relationship with our creator. We all fall short. None of us can deny that. And because we've all offended God, the relationship is not right. And you know that this is true because this is how it works in all of our other relationships. When we offend someone or when someone offends us, the relationship is fractured. And the only hope for reconciliation is if there is forgiveness. And the way that forgiveness was offered, the way that the relationship with God was made right was through sacrifice. In the Old Testament, God had... Uh, presented and, and put into effect the sacrificial system. And that means that atonement required the blood of an innocent, which is kind of a problem for us because as we just admitted or as we just established, none of us are innocent, none of us are spotless, and none of us are perfect. So we can't save ourselves. On our own, we have no hope of restoring that right relationship with God. Only a perfect and spotless lamb could help us do that. And those were the very lambs that our friends in the story that the shepherds were watching on that night. If you're joining us today and, and you recognize that you are a sinner, that you're far from perfect, then you're in the right place. Welcome to First Church. This is a place, uh, uh, even a hospital and a haven for broken people, for, for people with hurts, habits, and hang-ups in need of hope. Because if we're honest with ourselves, we know that we fall short of God's perfect and holy standard. I often say this. There are two types of people in the world. There are sinners and there are forgiven sinners, but we're all sinners in need of a savior. We are all shepherds in need of hope. But friends, the Bible says, the angel said, that Jesus is so much more than just a savior. In fact, the angel calls him a savior who is Christ the Lord. There are three names here. Savior. Listen, that's the title that we all like. That is the Jesus that dies for our sins, that rescues us, that pays our debt, that reconciles us with God. But then there's Christ, which means the anointed one, the Messiah, the one the prophets spoke about, the one God's people had been waiting for and hoping for. But Jesus is also Lord. And in the Greek, which is the original language in which this passage was written, the word Lord is the word kurios. And you want to learn this word, kurios. It means supernatural master over all. Listen closely. Supernatural master over all. Do you know who the supernatural master over all is? God Almighty, that's who. He is supernatural master over all. And friends, that should give you and I hope regardless of what we may be fe feeling, facing, or fearing this Christmas. Listen, if you're going through a frightening and life-threatening health issue, if your marriage is struggling, if your family is falling apart and, and you can't hold it together anymore, no matter how hard you try, if you're struggling in your recovery and you just can't seem to stay on track and you're feeling powerless and the situation is becoming more and more unmanageable, if, if you're struggling with mental health, with depression, with anxiety, with self-worth, don't lose hope. Don't give up. For I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you, is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And that should give you and I great hope. 
a Savior who can mend our broken relationships and make us right with God, a Christ who reminds us that God keeps his promises and fulfills his prophecies, and a Lord that is mighty and master over all. That should give us hope. So our friends, the broken, hopeless shepherds, receive this great message, this great news. And verse 15 to 20 tells us how they respond. So let's read it now. The Word of God says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. Brothers and sisters, how we respond to this news in our own lives matters. And we should respond to this news with faith and with action because good news like this can't just be heard. It has to be believed and it has to be received because as amazing as the announcement was, as good as the news may have been, this story dies. This story ends if the shepherds decide to do nothing with it. But they heard it. They believed it. Then they went and they received it. In contrast, many people hear the gospel and they do absolutely nothing with it. They think, you know, that's great news. What a lovely message, but, but right now I'm busy. Not right now, I, I got more important things to do, maybe later. No, not these shepherds. They responded immediately with faith and with action. And Luke tells us that after they heard, they went to see for themselves. Friends, hearing about Jesus is one thing. Seeing him for yourself, that's a whole nother thing. And seeing him, meeting him, and receiving him makes all the difference. When I started, I, I, I told you that if we place our hope in something or in someone that can be taken away from us, then our hope is misplaced. And so my question for you on this Christmas Eve is this. In who or in what are you placing your hope in? Is it in people, places, and things that are finite that can be taken away from you? Or is it in the Son of God, the gift of God, wrapped in swaddling clothes? Brother, sister, do you just wish that things would change and get better? Or... Do you have that expectant faith in Jesus Christ, the supernatural master over all that can and will sustain you no matter what you face, what you feel, or what you fear? May God bless you, and may you and yours have a merry and hope-filled Christmas.
this is where we get to uh, be a part of a tradition that's been a part of First Church for many, many years. Um, back to our original uh, German immigrants that came to begin this church, is, which is why we'll sing a verse in German. And um, we'll also sing a verse in Spanish because uh, we have a, a, some friends who are Spanish speakers now we're in our Benton Heights campus where we have a, a service that's done in Spanish. So this is a special moment when we sing Silent Night together. Um, typically, you know, we're, we're in a sanctuary and we're passing this light to one another as the room gradually fills with light. But uh, tonight we're in our homes and uh, you've got your candles ready. And um, before we do sing this song, I just want to refer back to something that Jaime said. He compared wishful thinking with hope. And there's a song that I thought of as he was talking, and I don't know if I can sing it because there's something else being played right now, but I'll try. Let's see. When you wish upon a star, Makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. Which is a cozy, warm, beautiful idea. But sorry, Disney, you're wrong. <laughs> we can't just wish upon a star and have things get better, right? Our hope is in Jesus and the star over Bethlehem is what shines on the one who truly gives us hope. So here we are tonight. We're going to sing this beautiful song. We're going to take our candles. And in a moment, we'll light them. But first, let's just make the surrounding around us dark. If you're where you are at home, if you turn your lights off, maybe even turn your Christmas tree lights off, maybe even just get things as dark as you can and as you hold your unlit candle before we light them let's pray would you pray with me Jesus you came into a dark world 
you came into a dark place. And Lord, you come into our lives, into every dark corner with your light. Oh, Jesus, thank you for being the light of the world. Thank you for bringing your light of love and joy and peace and hope into a dark world where it now shines so bright. Jesus, come into my heart with the light of your love. Jesus, come into every dark corner of my life and light it up with your presence. Jesus, come into my despair and fill me with a hope that does not disappoint. We pray this in Jesus' name.
truly is the light of the world. Our Savior is born, and we celebrate that tonight. God bless you and your family. May we find hope in Jesus. May we experience the love and light and joy and hope of our Savior. God bless you. Merry Christmas.